0: December 7th, 1998, Too Perfect, the People Magazine story came out, and it was being investigated by the same people, uh, Dateline and People Magazine had come out, they had done all of their interviews and their filming and their photographs and everything all at the same time, and they had done all of that in August of 1998, and so it usually takes several months for a big story like this to get all put together and then come out to air so apparently during this period of time when I was working with Don's Daughters and trying to figure out an equitable way to deal with the conservatorship and we had all come to agreement on how to do that in September you'll hear what they were doing behind my back in these interviews because I didn't know that they were saying these kinds of hateful things until it actually came out so that part is not in my diary that's just looking back 20 years and or, yeah 23 years 22 years, and seeing how this pattern first started. So I'm going to read you the article by Pam Lambert. Following a trail beneath the cypresses and water oaks shading her Florida wildlife refuge, Carol Lewis stops to coo over one of her babies, a 300-pound Siberian tiger named Aurora. Looking more than passably feline herself in a leopard print blouse, Lewis mimics a throaty purr. The tiger playfully prances close to the 12-foot fence. It paws at her long, blonde locks. Mommy loves you, murmurs Lewis, 37. Yes, I do. Indeed, in the six years since Lewis and her husband Don, a self-made millionaire, turned 40 acres of prime real estate into wildlife on Easy Street, a sanctuary for exotic cats, no one has questioned her fierce passion for her pets. When it comes to her feelings toward her spouse, however, that is another story. On a humid August morning last year, Don Lewis, then 60, disappeared without a trace, and some people, including his grown children from a previous marriage, and his longtime secretary, suspect the wife of foul play. His daughters even speculate she may have fed him to the tigers. It's a perfect scenario to dispose of someone, says the oldest of four children, Donna Pettis, 42, we were upset that the cops didn't test the DNA on the meat grinder. For her part, Carol Lewis, who harbors suspicions of her own, among them the notion that Don may have staged his disappearance, finds the Sweeney Todd theory grimly humorous. My tigers eat meat. They don't eat people, she said. There would be bones and remains of my husband out there. I'm amazed that people would even think such a thing. If Don Lewis's disappearance sounds as though it might have been scripted by Elmore Leonard, so much, so could much of the six decades of wheeling and dealing that preceded it. He had the Midas touch, said Daughter Pettis. He had the Midas touch, said Daughter Pettis, a Tampa area manicurist. He could walk through cow droppings and come out smelling like a rose the Dade City, Florida native could mentally compute interest rates in less time than it took most people to use a calculator. He had already amassed a small fortune through trucking, used cars, and real estate, as well as acquired a wife, Gladys, three daughters, and adopted son by 1981 when he spotted Carol walking barefoot down a Tampa street after a fight with her husband. The very next day, Carol, whose daughter Jamie was six months old at the time, became the latest in a long line of Lewis girlfriends. I'm probably the only woman he never fooled around with, observes Anne McQueen, 44, his secretary of 18 years, and a partial beneficiary in his $1.25 million life insurance policy. I used to say it was the only time in my life that I was glad that I was short and fat. Despite his wealth, which grew substantially after Carroll began helping him buy and sell real estate in 1984, much of it tax-delinquent properties he had acquired at auction, Lewis had had a split personality concerning money. The trained, though not licensed, pilot always carried enough cash to purchase an airplane, but he shopped for his clothes at garage sales. I used to tell him, says McQueen, that he put the chirp in cheap, 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 When Don and Carol finally married in 1991, the year after his divorce, he gave her a $14 wedding ring during a courthouse ceremony. But soon after, Don sprang for something Carol would love better than any bauble a six-month-old bobcat named Winsong. Within a few months, both Lewises were sufficiently smitten that they and Jamie, who's now 18, drove to Minnesota to buy another six bobcat kittens. When we got there, it turned out to be a fur farm, the guy had 56 kittens, Carol recalls. We couldn't just pick out six and leave 50 to die, so we bought every one. Back at the Tampa home where the Lewises lived before moving to an equally modest residence on the refuge grounds, family and friends scrambled to bottle feed the babies every two hours. As the couple began educating themselves on how to care for the animals, Carol says they also started to learn about the horrors of the exotic the horrors the exotic creatures faced. Soon, Don was going to auctions across the U.S. and bringing home every abused, dying, maimed cat he could find, says Carol. Eventually, their collection expanded to include 200 cats of 17 species, housed in a nonprofit sanctuary, staffed by five full-time employees and more than 100 volunteers. To help offset costs, they turned four cabins into a unique bed-and-breakfast For $75 a night, guests could get their choice of tamed bobcats, cougars, or servals as bedmates. You'd pay that much at a Holiday Inn, says Carol, with no entertainment. These days, the solidly booked cabins are attracting their their share of crime buffs, tantalized by the mystery of just what happened to Don Lewis on August 18, 1997. There is currently a wealth of suspects and scenarios, but precious little evidence. Although Don's 1989 Dodge van was found at an airport 40 miles from the refuge two days after his wife reported him missing, none of his credit cards were were subsequently used. Neither the private eye Carol hired nor an extensive police investigation, including searches of property Don Lewis owned in Costa Rica, where he had told some families and friends he was planning to move uncovered anything more sinister than indications that he may have been involved in extramarital affairs and questionable business practices. People did learn that two months before he vanished, Don Lewis had filed court documents seeking a domestic violence injunction against Carol, accusing her of threatening to shoot him. But after a judge failed to find grounds for an injunction, Don apparently didn't fear for his life very much since he continued to live with her. Carol Lewis maintains she never threatened her husband and had no knowledge of a planned injunction. The worst thing I ever did, she said, was threaten to report him to the IRS. Admits John Marsicano, one of the lead detectives on the case, we don't have a good idea of what really happened to him. Don's disappearance has left Carol Lewis ensnarled snarled in a nasty legal catfight with his children over control of his business affairs. And holdings estimated at more than five million. Accusing Carol of forging their father's will and power of attorney, his daughters want to prevent her from draining the coffers to care for the animals. Carol maintains that the children are entitled to only about one million dollars in properties that belonged to their father before he married her. Under a temporary court order, Carol can just use one hundred and fifty two thousand from the real estate operations to run the refuge when the current annual budget is expected to exceed 225000 Last year, the sanctuary spent $22,000 on veterinary bills alone. As a result, Carol is trying to negotiate settlements that would give her stepdaughters a total of about $1 million in properties and allow her to manage the bulk of the estate until Don can be declared legally dead in 2004. The cats are her life, says Carol's mother, Barbara, 57, who has been helping run the real estate business. She doesn't care what she lives in as long as the cats are taken care of. A truce with Don's daughters would ease the financial crunch, but the cloud of suspicion hovering over Carol Lewis and her beloved cats may remain. Can you imagine having people think you killed your husband or wife and not being able to prove otherwise, she asks. Without a body, there is nothing I can do to clear my name. And then at the bottom it says by Pam Lambert and Tim Roach in Tampa and a link to the article.